Good evening, fantasy footballers and degents across the world. This is the Championship Formula with your host, Mike Plymel. And sitting to my left tonight is absolutely no one. Because Cajun Raider still has his hurt back. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, we do but... miss you, Cajun, though. That back injury is serious. Got that back blown out. I mean, we, we, we think it's serious. We're hoping that it's serious. <laughs> You're not lying to us. Yeah. He's not lying. <laughs> I'll, I'll defend you. Yeah. He has. He's been defending you all night as we've made fun of you. He emailed us from a new email, though. It was like pumparump469, and it was coinciding with his back injury. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but Cajun, if you're out there, we're praying for you. Yeah. Hope everything's better tomorrow. All right. Sitting across from me tonight is the casual, Mr. Josh Kenny. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. All right. I'm going to throw a curveball at you guys, and this is specifically for Brian Kearney. Because Ooh, he gets yes. he gets upset when we talk about anything but football. Right. <laughs> this stat has nothing to do with football. Oh, I love uh-oh, it. Uh-oh. Through their first 674 career games, Babe Ruth had 159 home runs. Shohei Otani, did I That's pronounce it. that right? Yes, sir. Had the has show. 160 home runs. One home run off of each other through their first 674 games. Okay. Okay. Go into the pitching side of things. Through their first 455 career innings pitch, both of them. Babe Ruth, 35 and 18. Shohei, 35 and 19. I mean, Ooh. it is wow. dead nuts, right on point. Both of those guys. I can't believe how good Otani is. Yeah, and I don't even watch baseball actually, that closely. I'm just like... Right. This brings me back to the debate where I said, I don't think Babe Ruth was actually really good. I think he played terrible comp. But the truth is, these guys have identical numbers. I think the world is Shohei Otani. I thought he was better than Babe Ruth. I thought he was... And yeah, he. but listen, competition this, competition that. You can only play who's in front of you, right? You can't, yeah. you can't fault Babe Ruth because of his error. He played against yeah. who was there and he dominated. And Shohei's doing it the same way. It's Almost amazing, identical. man. identical. It's crazy. It's amazing, man. Anish has hit me up, and he, I, I know I have a, a Topps Chrome. I think it's gold Shohei Otani second year card. Mm-hmm. I have it buried somewhere. I have it cased up. I'm gonna pull it out, and if I find it, I'll bring it to the next podcast. Ooh. Anish has been asking to see it, so I, I got it somewhere. And okay, I got cool. one more for you guys. Oh, it's, not, it's, not hey, it's a bonus. I watched The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes, yes. So Tell me, it was how, great. Do you fucking loved it? We loved it. Say sorry to Cajun Raider about K- it. Katie and I both watched it, and we were both glued to it. The only negative thing I'll say is mm-hmm. the end. I'm like, mm-hmm. we looked at each other. The credits start rolling. Like, what happened? Well, I'm not even gonna say the end, but I'm like, man, we were on a roller coaster. We were having fun. Then it was like, boom, sell me, we had a sell wall. me this pen. And I'm like, sell me this pen. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> sell me this pen. What the fuck? Bro. But no, it was great. I loved it. Uh, Cajun, you were dead ass wrong. Leo was great. Um, Jonah Hill was great. <laughs> Jonah, Jonah Hill was a fucking bomb, so wasn't he, dude? Good McConaughey was good. Um, <laughs> his wife was amazing in all facets of the game. Margot Robbie. Holla. Jesus, man. It was a good movie. Holla. And Cajun, I'm never taking a movie recommendation from you again. I, I just can't believe when Cajun's like, oh, no, terrible movie. Like, I couldn't even sit through it. I'm like, then what the fuck do you like to watch? DiCaprio oh, man, did, does such a good job. That part when the FBI agents come on the boat and he's that like, they're great. coupons to me. They're coupons. <laughs> it was good. There's so many Hey, here's one your fucking year salary. <laughs> you know, remember? Oh, How dude. about, and I always pay extra. Yes. 
yeah. Oh man, I'd I'd watch it again. It was I would say I won't say it's in my I don't I guess I don't have a list of top five movies. Probably top ten instant though. It's like an instant classic like you see on ESPN. I'm so happy. Yeah, DiCaprio is such an incredible actor. He really does make. Uh, I mean, when you think about Django. The way he acted in that movie, some of the, yeah, it was just, the, even Samuel L. Jackson in there, the way they play off each other, um, I can't, I never remember the guy's name. He was in Tarzan, and he was in, uh, he was the Nazi hunter in the one with uh, Brad Pitt. I was going to say that's a Brad Pitt movie. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Mm. That was another, that was another very good movie. I'm not going to try talking into that one, but it was a good movie. It's a Tarantino um, flick. I should have seen it, but I just haven't taken the. T- you know how much time I take to watch movies. It's almost nil, yeah. but I did make sure to take the time. Man, so, bro, I'm so yeah. Like, I'm good for thrilled. you, man. That was I'm such a good that movie, you did that, bro. I, it was good. I'm happy that you can co-sign on what I said about the Wolf of Wall Street. I follow uh, Jordan Belford on TikTok. Okay, he's amazing, man. I love I love him. I don't care people. Oh, he was a scumbag. He did this. He did that. Look, people do shit they shouldn't do all the time. All the time. He did his mm-hmm. time. He he paid his restitution, and now he, he's doing things the legal way. He's an incredible salesman. Say what you want. Is that what yeah. he's doing now? Is he, that the he, he, public still, speaker? He, I think he does public speaking, but he's still in stocks and 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 bonds and things like that. Obviously, not to the extent he was, nope. but he gives advice on it, and he's okay. an advisor. But um. The one, the one cool thing about him, man, is just the sales tactics and how he teaches people, like the way to close. It's amazing, man. Like it, it's like, wow, I love him. Puts love a fire him, up under your butt. Yeah, man. It's yeah, good. man. Yep. All right. Absolutely. All right. Well, sitting to my right tonight, as always, is the Nation, Mr. Vinny Gonzalez. I'm just so pumped after hearing him say "Watch Wolf." I love that nice. movie. I watch it all the time. I'll, I'll just it comes on. It's I'm, good. I'm glued. And yeah, it's like it has to send the kids away because you know that shit, you don't want to watch that for the kids, you know. But I love it, dude. I love it. Jonah Hill was so good, bro. <laughs> dude, so yeah. good. Oh my god. He's gosh. been in a few movies now where his acting is so much different than it was like in in the beginning of his career. He broke that super bad mold that he had set. Yeah, there which was I'm a, glad to see. There was yeah. another one that he plays in with uh, Emma Stone here that came out probably like two years ago. It is a weird movie. I like the movie. He he's a gun runner. He's he's a, a a gun runner, or he buys like he does U.S. contracts and buys arms, and he has to. Oh man, that was a great movie for sure. That was a great movie, and uh, he's awesome in Moneyball. I think he's great. There you I go. I think he's great in Moneyball, man. Josh, did you ever see Moneyball? No, I haven't seen that okay, one. Josh, you will love Moneyball, bro. <laughs> okay. You, it won't be on the level of yeah. Wolf I was gonna Street. say if but you're gonna good. if you're but gonna take it? two hours, it's not right. Don't expect. No, don't expect that. Let's not put it against that. But Brad Pitt plays the GM of the um. I was gonna say Raiders, the Oakland A's. Yeah. And uh, Jonah Hill is an analyst. Okay. okay. He's one of those um. Is it MIT guys? Was he mm-hmm. an MIT guy? And they're looking at baseball from a numbers perspective, and you know they're working with a little bit of payroll. It's awesome, bro. It's just just watch. I think it's incredible. I, I really it like check it. it out. Yeah. I mean, you probably would enjoy just for the whole Billy Bean. Uh, what's his brother's name? Uh, Butterbean. Butterbean. Yeah. Yep. Billy Bean and Butterbean. <laughs> 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 what about you, Blimel? What'd you do? What do you got going on? Anything new? Watching any new cool movies? Oh man! Actually, uh, this Friday we are taking the kids to a. I don't know what spring it is. Nicole picked it out. It's like Weeki Wachi or Silver go. Springs or something. I don't know. I think it's Weeki Wachi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of that spring. This is the weekend that we've had planned <laughs> for months. When we originally had a draft date for July 29th, we made plans to go see the incredible band known as the counting crows 
So. Sha la 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 la. Yeah. So you're going to see the crows? Yeah, uh-huh. we're going to go see the Counting Crows on Saturday. Nice. Um, the Inwalls are getting us a room down at the Hard Rock. Um, Nicole's best friend and her husband are going with us. We're going to gamble. We're staying over the next day. We're going to sleep in, and we're going to the pool, and we're going to drink and eat by a poolside and gamble, and we're just going to have fun. Really, Sounds like a fun g- weekend. It is going to be a fun weekend. We've already got a reservation at the bowl, so we're going to be doing some uh, some Asian cuisine and they make a hell of a South mule Lizard. over there. Oh man, we're gonna have so much fun. So Sounds that like a great is, weekend. It, it's gonna be a great weekend. But tonight, tonight is a good night because boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world, our wide receivers are finishing up tonight on this podcast. What feels like an eternity has not actually been an eternity. It's only been seven months of us talking about wide receivers. And we're gonna finish that up tonight <laughs> with the top three. Pretty much across the board now that Cooper Cup has uh, received a boo boo, and uh, top four. Is it top four? Oh, that's right. We do have top four. It does feel like there's three, and then he's like a t- the next uh, tier. Yeah, I get it. He's like the other three are entrees, and he's kind of like a, an appetizer. Yeah, he's more of like the side item. Yeah, if you're meal. really hungry, yeah. you could eat just the appetizer, but that's not what you really want. I know that's order not for dinner. We're just gonna get him out of the way. Last year he had a great year. Um, he was the number one with Amari Cooper over in Cleveland. Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore really made some things happen for him. And, uh, well, let's see. Cooper's gone still, but so was Kellen Moore. So we're going to have to see how this goes for Mr. CeeDee Lamb. Posting up with around 20 points a game last year. We have him projected for 18.64, just ahead of Devontae Adams, coming in at the number four wide receiver. Vinny? Yes. CeeDee Lamb, is he number four for you? For me, he is very, very close to that. Um, The answer is yes. Because for me, it's Jamar Chase, it's Justin Jefferson, it's Tyreek Hill, it's CeeDee Lamb, in that order. I'll figure everything out after that. Um, But if you're putting me on the spot right now, sure. He is the number four for me behind those three guys. Okay. I would feel very comfortable anchoring my team with CeeDee Lamb as my wide receiver one. After that, it would get a little interesting for me. I think I'd have a lot of people disagreeing with me. I'd uh, I'd be moving some guys up that, you know, generally will not be taken in the first round. I think A.J. Brown would get somewhat of a bump for me because I'm putting Cooper Cup down. I'm putting Devontae Adams down. I'm raising guys up like Gary Wilson, A.J. Brown, Chris Olave. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that four is solid for me. I, I think the overall one is Jamar Chase for me, then Justin Jefferson, then Tyreek, then CD. Okay. Josh, Brandon Cooks, does he take enough away from Lamb to fall, make him fall outside the top five? I think you, not only do you have to take that into consideration, but Gallup's in one year removed from that knee injury. And this is when you see a receiver kind of uh, recover and True. really step into um, their prior self. So, I don't think I don't see a catalyst for CD Lamb getting more than 156 targets, um, nine touchdowns, 15, 1600 air yards. I don't see anything that makes me say he can take a step. If he's going to take a step anywhere, it's going to be sideways or backwards. I'm not saying CD Lamb can't be a wide receiver one. 
he won't be a wide receiver one on my team probably because he's a cowboy. I'd, I'll find somebody else <laughs> in that range. I'm you serious. Like, you hate the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, I'm a Bills fan. I will not root for him. Um, sorry, all you Cowboy fans out there. You guys can jump I mean, on I'm, your boy. I'm a Patriots fan. Why, why does it matter that you're a Bills fan? With the Cowboys. Oh, I just won't. You just don't like the Cowboys. Yeah. Like I'll, find, like the Cowboys. I'll find Garrett Wilson. I'll find Devontae Adams. Fan. Somebody. Garrett yeah. Wilson, Jets, Bills. That's okay. That's all right. You can yeah. that. <laughs> that, that, just, he, okay. What he's saying I'm is he you. hates the Cowboys. You. He hates the Cowboys. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get out. If, if I had to take CD, I would. But I'll find somebody else in that range. Give me Stephon I, over CD. I, and, have, you know. I have no ill will towards the Cowboys. I, I don't mind. I'll, I'll take fantasy production wherever I can get it. There's probably truth to what you said that there's not much room to take too much of a step forward. Um, I expect the Cowboys not to be as effective offensively under Mike McCarthy. And I think there's going to be more games. I think they're going to trail on more games than you think, despite their great defense. And I think they're going to be chasing points sometimes. And when they're chasing points, I think it's CeeDee Lamb time. Um, They lost Dalton Schultz. And while Michael Gallup is coming back, even pre-injury, I I really never remember um, being able to build anything around Michael Gallup and feel confident. Brandon Cooks, I do have confidence in. But... All these number one guys, they're still a number two right next to them. Jamar Chase has T. Higgins right next to him. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson has K.J. Osborne, T.J. Hawkinson. Oh, and another guy they just drafted next to him. Cooper Cup is the exception. Cooper Cup literally has nothing around him. No. So if anything, Wait, Skor- what's his name? Skoronsky. Skoronsky? Yeah. Is that the number two? Pacquiao or the rookie? Yeah, pa- pa- Zach Pascal. No, no, no. Yeah, it's a weird fucking name. Remember, Cajun's that's the like, guy that Cajun oh, loves. There's yeah. a guy that no one's heard about. I'm like, I've heard about him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just can't don't pronounce care. his name. Yeah, because Raider told you about him. He called him first. Yeah, Raider, you told me. Yep. You told, but yeah, I mean, all these all these receivers have someone next to them of note. Stefan Davis is gonna have Dalton Kincaid next to him. You know, Garrett Wilson. Uh, I guess that's an exception, right? There's nothing really there that would threaten me. AJ Brown has Devontae Smith right next to him. Jalen Waddle has Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has Jalen Waddle. Chris Olave is another exception i don't really put too much stock into michael thomas so most of these receivers still have something around them so even if cd lamb doesn't take too much of a step forward and maybe just go sideways i still feel more confident drafting cd lamb than Devontae adams more than cooper cup just a little bit more than Diggs. i love garrett wilson but garrett wilson has yet to do it we expect him to do it there's, there's a big difference you can draft garrett wilson ahead of cd lamb but you are taking a risk CeeDee Lamb is established. Say what you want. He's established. Garrett Wilson is not yet established. We anticipate he will be established after this season. I think he had, what, 140-some targets with a shady quarterback? 156 is what yeah. um, Lamb well, Like had. I said, I'm no, with No, no, um, with Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Oh, okay. I, I, I I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he yeah. won't be established. I'm just saying he hasn't done it yet. So why would I put Garrett Wilson in front of CeeDee Lamb? If Garrett Wilson might have the same ceiling CeeDee Lamb has, that's fine. CeeDee Lamb already hit that ceiling and can hit it again. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to say this. CeeDee Lamb finished number six behind A.J. Brown last year. He had seven top 12 finishes. Very solid year. Wow. He also had six worse than 30. Really? Yeah, he had six worse than 30, which was the highest of any top 12 wide receiver. That helps us. Uh, so they bring in Michael Gallup. So Michael Gallup is another year removed from the ACL. Not saying he's going to make tremendous strides, but what is that? 15, 20 targets that he's going to snipe? And now they replace Noah Brown with a 1,000-yard perennial receiver until this last year in shitty Houston with Brandon Cooks. To think he's not at least going to take 30 or 40 targets out of an offense that is now... Even if it's only three to five percent, that's going to skew more run and slow down the pace of the game. 
I don't think there's a chance in hell he gets another 156 targets this season. Here's the other thing that I'm thinking about. Let's say I'm sitting fourth in the draft. Jefferson, Chase, Tyreek Hill probably coming off the board. At four, I'm not taking CeeDee Lamb. Give me Travis Kelsey, and I'll get I'll catch one of these other receivers. We you recently shut your talked. mouth about Travis Kelsey. I want to go back <laughs> well, to CeeDee Lamb, though. I want to go back to CeeDee Lamb, though, because you're making the point about targets and receptions and things like that. There is some truth to that, but that's not telling the whole story. Dalton Schultz had a lot of targets and a lot of receptions, and those are gone. So why can't some what of about those? Luke? What about the Shoon Man? What about a rookie tight end? That's Good true. luck. There's only one rookie tight end, I think think most people agree will do something but it's actually more likely he won't and that's Dalton Kincaid so the targets and receptions vacated by Dalton Schultz they can go to Michael Gallup and who was a leading target getter behind CeeDee Lamb it was probably Dalton Schultz right because Michael Gallup wasn't healthy all season Noah Brown was kind of in and out yeah so Schultz had 90 targets last year okay there you go so I actually, I, I do believe he'll get elite target share, which is over 145. Okay. I do believe it. I, I, I'd be willing to bet that. All right. So he had 156. Are you willing to bet that? 150? I just need 145. That's my over-under number. 145 is elite. Anything above 145 is elite. So if he gets 145, he's elite. And I don't see why he wouldn't. Brandon Cooks is going to get his, but they're going to come from Dalton Schultz, Noah Brown, um, Cedric Wilson when he was there back in the day. I know he went from Miami last year, but you know. The, the, the targets can go from someone else. They don't have to come from CeeDee Lamb. Um, Jamar Chase is going to have elite target share, and T. Higgins is going to be close. For sure. You know, it can happen, and it does happen. Uh, it can, absolutely. But I do believe their head coach that's calling the plays is wanting a fast-paced, high-powered, Cincinnati 60% pass offense. And Dallas is not that that is my they, biggest they worry. They aren't. Is but, Kellen Moore. It's not Brandon Cooks. Right, right, it's not right. Dalton Schultz or Shoemaker. I can get behind that. It is Kellen Moore. And so that's what it is. The, the actual targets that the overall offense is going to have is going to play difference. It's going to be completely different. If you're telling me they're going to lose 10 to 12% of their targets, that is a massive, massive amount. If he gets 145, it'll be irrelevant. You just okay. got to bet on 145 or better. He's you been know. very efficient, so 145 still puts him as a top eight receiver. Probably 90 right. catches, 1100 yards, 1200 yards. Yeah, I mean he's going to be over 90 catches. He's, he's going to be 1200 yards. Over 90 catches. But I don't um, know. He had 156 targets last year and only caught him 107. Now I mean that's <sighs> honestly his catch rate was 72 percent. That's very very good. Six in the league. Okay. At 72 percent, I just feel that. He won't be on my team. I just feel that he's probably – I think this is where he topped out at this year. And I have him coming down a little bit. He's not going to be on my team. I'm not rooting for a Cowboy every week. It's okay. Listen, I I don't care what you do. I don't care who you play for. If you can help me win, you can be on my team. There you go. Give me Kelsey with pick four, and I'll grab another good receiver on the way back. Well, I mean, if you want to throw Kelsey into it, that changes everything. Kelsey is on par with a top five receiver. Uh, When I draft Kelsey, it's a totally different mindset, right? But we're not comparing Kelsey. We're just looking at fourth fourth pick. You're going to say Jefferson, Chase, Hill. Now you're stuck. Now what do you do? You take C.D. Lamb at four, or are you taking Travis Kelsey at four? That's a real dilemma. It could be. It depends if Austin Eckler's there. Like That's another wrench that gets thrown into there. Eckler's gone. You got CMC. You got Lamb, you got right. Kelsey. Here's another thing you got to know about me when I draft. You're asking me this question. I'm asking you. Yeah. Right. So I have AJ Brown, CD Lamb right next to each other. Who am I picking and why? Go ahead, okay. Mike. I'm asking you. Who am I'm I picking? Gonna t- I'm going to say you're going to take AJ Brown. Why am I going to take AJ Brown? 
Because he's on your dynasty team. That's it. So when there's a tiebreaker to be had and it's really close, it's really simple. I was on the phone occasion today. He says, well, Vinny, that's not really smart. You're putting all your eggs in one basket. The fuck I am. In fact, I'm going to put them in every... I want the same fucking eggs in every basket. You know why? Because I believe what I'm doing. I believe I'm right. And if I'm right, I hit them all. If I lose, it's all good. By week two, I'm out of it. I don't have to stress about fantasy football. I'm not playing the whole, well... I'm not so sure about this guy, so I'm going to put him on this team. And over here, I'm going to draft this a little different. No, motherfucker, have some integrity. Have some integrity. Have some fucking backbone. Stick to the guys, man. If I believe in A.J. Brown and my dynasty team and I'm staring at C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown and they're right next to each other, you're fucking right I'm going to draft A.J. Brown. We're the same guy. I don't need to fucking diversify. This isn't my stock portfolio in my retirement. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. So yeah, that that's you know that you know okay. that's how I roll, man. That's I how I roll. All the points Josh said are though are valid. This could very well go Josh's way, where and your way potentially. You know maybe he does lose more targets than I think. If his catch rate is seventy percent and he of seventy of one forty five. I'm sorry. So yeah, he'll be right at a hundred catches. There but anyway, go. we need to move on. I'm talking too much. My fault. Yeah, yeah. No worries. We have three My guys fault. to get through. It's Josh's fault. We only had four. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, don't be. All right, so this isn't going to take much time. No. We, we is... are pretty much consensus across the board. We'll take just a second. Tyreek Hill, incredible player. and He was second in total wide receiver points last year and fourth in points per game. Can anyone think of a reason to knock him down from 170 targets on 119 catches from last year? Yeah, one thing. Hit me. If he were to get suspended, which is highly unlikely now, he would probably miss two games. Um, if if Tua plays a full season, this guy is going to fucking do what he does. I have no doubt yep. about it. He is my clear number three. Easy. Okay. If I'm at 1-4 and I really want to go a receiver build, which I do, and Jefferson and Chase is gone, then it boils down to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. This is all we're thinking about. That's it. Those are two options. Because Travis Kelsey, to me, is a wide receiver three, and Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver three. It's just, how do I want to build? That's all this is. All right, Josh, I got a question for you. What do we consider elite for a wide receiver and target share? Ballpark it. 150. Actual percentage-wise, what would you say percentage of the teams? Probably 28 to 30%. So 25% is considered elite. Tyreek Hill had 30.2%. And what he did Waddle have? Right behind 20.8. He beat Waddle by almost 50% wow. in share. Oh, so I this isn't this is not a small margin. This is a gigantic margin for one of the elite athletes. That's one a of great the, point. It is. And, and you know huge. you know another good point about Tyreek Hill is when Tua goes out, Tyreek Hill is still productive because he catches productive. all these little yeah. short passes at one or two yards, and it turns him 70 yards upfield. So even if he has a quarterback back there that didn't know what he was doing, and, and this time he has Mike White, a glenslinger, so I, I feel good no matter what, Tyreek Hill will always be able to turn something that looks like nothing into something big. Absolutely. I love it. And he has the game-breaking ability of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. This is a guy that literally will stretch the fuck out of the field. He is Absolutely. fast. He is a cheetah. All right. So we only have two guys to talk about. The guy we're going to talk about first is he finishes the wide receiver 11 you can, overall. You can flip a coin on these two, right? You what really you can. You could. You, you really can. can. You really can. For this year, it's such – I guess I'm still living in the past of 10 or 12, 15 years ago where the rookie wide receivers were garbage and this year two receivers were solid, but it was widely known in the third year of every wide receiver, any great wide receiver's career – 
that was a year that everything kind of clicks. They have a full grasp of the offense. They've built a rapport with the quarterback. All their hard work is paid off. And in year three, if they're ever going to break out, and you could go through the list of the Stephon Diggs and the Randy, well, Randy Moss was actually great right out of the gate. But you can right. go back and look at some of the great players of the TOs and Marvin Harrison's and see year three. They, that's when they shine. These guys aren't just great. These guys are elite. Yeah. And that is why I have Jamar Chase as my number one receiver. Even though as a group we have said he is the number two. He went from a 20.8 target share his rookie year to a 28.9 target share. He increased it by over 40% from year one to year two. He has T. Higgins, another elite option on the outside. Joe Mixon is still back there. They drafted a late-round rookie. They still have Tyler Boyd. They went out and got Irv Smith. Guys, they put the band back together another year. This is the Cincinnati team that passes more than any team in the league. If everyone is healthy, for me, I'm not even going to question it. It's the same team, and Jamar Chase is going to continue to grow. I want him as my number one. I can't even – I mean, if we argue with you, we're – I mean, it's just splitting hairs. It is. Yeah, so. there's just no argument to be had. I, I love him going into his third year. And we'll just use Justin Jefferson as an example, man. In year three, he went from 125 targets to 167 to 184 targets. His receptions went from 88 to 108 to 128. I mean, the it's, you know, 1,400 yards, 1,600 yards, 1,800 yards. Third year. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think sure. that even he's that good already and he right. could still, because even last year, you know, going into the season, I'm like, all right, well, Justin Jefferson's going to be great. He's going to be a top five. And then he outperforms even what his right. draft position was. We can definitely flip a coin here. I'm with you. I'm a Jamar Chase guy. Traded for him in Dynasty. By the way, Raider, Raider said to me, yeah, I traded him too because Jamar is kind of an injury guy. I said he's an injury guy. The guy can't. The guy's a warrior. He, most guys would have been knocked out all season, yeah. you know. And he came back and he played. And look at his stats even after missing those games, man. Like, it, you know, again, you can't be wrong going Jetta. You can't be wrong going Chase. No. Ironically, we made a bet on here. Remember the bet? Who puts up more points per game? And we just said Jamar Chase is our, your number one and my number one. Yeah. Yep. You went Justin. I went Jamar. I went. Or I, or I went Justin, you went you Jamar. Went yeah, Jefferson, our, buddy. I said the story yeah, wrong. Yeah. I said the story wrong. So yeah, that's funny, man. All right, give me Jamar. I'm with you guys. Love Jamar, man. He hasn't he hasn't Love even him. hit 130 targets yet. It's crazy to think what he's doing with such a small amount of targets, even though it is such a high percentage of the offense when he's yeah. playing. Give him 184 targets like Jed had, and what kind of season he gonna put up? Incredible. I mean. I mean, I and think the, both the arrows these guys are going to be amazing. Yeah, They're, the arrows trending up more for, for Cincinnati, though. I feel like right. you got Cousins. They just got rid of Dalvin Cook. It doesn't feel like they have all the pieces together like Cincinnati does. Yeah, and Jamar still has hey, plenty of room to grow. Madison just limped off the field today. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He I, I, I never field. root for guys to get injured, so hopefully, him finally getting a chance to you know take the rock on his own. I hope he's okay. Um, so the last guy we're going to talk about, there's almost nothing to be said. He is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. He finished last year number one. Um, he has almost a 29% air yard share. He's that guy. He is the guy. When, when, when you talk about guys that are talking about former players and they say some guys are just different, Adrian Peterson was one of those guys. Yeah. When you watch Jam- Justin Jefferson play, He's the guy. He's that guy that everyone looks up to. He's the one that leads the way. 
Yeah. He's the one that says, I'm going to win the game. You just throw it to me and I'll make it work. It's not just the incredible catches. It's the rapport that he's built with Kirk Cousins. It's a team that has said, we're going to make him the star of the show. It's hard to argue. I'm extremely happy with Jefferson or Chase. It yeah. is going to be you so feel really good walking close. away with that unless you just fucked up the rest of your draft. If you yep. get one of those two cornerstones, you're super happy. Absolutely. I, 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 just toss a toss a coin or if, if you're second pick, maybe you did your walk away, you're like I didn't have to make no. the pick, it just was there. Yep. Maybe that's the only consolation you yeah. can walk away with. If you've with. got the first pick, let, give it to your kid. Let your kid make the pick. <laughs> let them decide and then you don't have to take the blame if one of them finishes work, yeah. but they should finish realistically. Both of them in the top three. Would you rather have the second pick at that point just so you could kind of uh, absolve yourself of any, like, oh, I didn't mess it up. I just took who was available. I done, I done right? wrote a poem to Mike. <laughs> I done wrote a poem to Cajun Raider to get the 1-1 out of him. He talked about the color of his eyes and I, the softness I of his beard. I wrote a literal poem. I texted to him. I texted to Bearded this morning to look at it, give him a good laugh. But I, I, I would love to have the 1-1, and I have no doubt in my mind what I would do with it. Yeah, for me, I, it, it is going to be Jamar Chase as the me number too. one. And yeah. I think Jess, Justin Jefferson, to, to think he's going to build on last year is a little tough for me to swallow. What's but, he going to go to, 200 targets? I mean, yeah, it, it's impossible. It. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's just there's more talent there you've now. Seen his, you've seen his peak, and it, it's All you want him to do great. is hit it again. Just hit it again. You know, like that's yeah. all. If you get him at 1-1 one, one or 1-2, one, you're just saying, man, give me that same season again. Yeah. It's unrealistic to say, give me more. Just give me that again, and now you have anchored yourself at wide receiver in such a way that you have a full-blown advantage over 10 teams because I think the only guy that's going to touch them is Jamar Chase. They're going to touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> not oh, on the, shit. Not on Are the field. Are they going like tip to tip? Or? <laughs> <laughs> they were. They didn't didn't they, they share the a locker room at LSU? The yeah. Streams, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's what they did. It sounded terrible. Now, yeah. Always. You, you, I like the – just. I want to see Jamar Chase with 160 targets. What can he do? Yeah. Did our mics go out? No. I don't think so. It sounds like they went out. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you. Josh, I can hear you just Mine good. Went out. No, that was Did it really? Mine must have gone out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Yeah, hear we you. can hear you. No. No, that was fun. That was good. Bearded Mike time. was over here messing around with all the equipment. Yeah, I noticed that some of the the dials were off a little bit. I kind of did feel, you turn I, my volume down, bitch? Yeah, oh, I, my volume went down too. I can barely hear you guys in my headphones. Oh shit! There you go. There I want to be go. the loudest one on the mic. Jesus. You guys are not allowed to talk. That's one way to shut me up. Just yeah, turn the dial nice. down. That was nice. I like that. Now I know what I'm doing. Jesus. <laughs> we really need to get some help. I know. All right. Well, we, we finished these receivers. All right. After this, uh, Jamie, you're gonna have to calibrate these again. Yeah. Thanks, Don't Jamie. look so pissed. All right, guys. We can't thank you enough for listening to us. Uh, oh no, wait. This is not the last of the. Wow, this you is, this is just us. a break. This, this is just a break. break. Yeah, we got, All right, we got so some more to do here. We do. We do have one more. All right. So as a reminder, the official. This was a great episode. I love it. <laughs> the official pizza of the championship formula is going to be. Mr. Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> hey, I love it. No, absolutely no. not. That oh. is gross. Okay. Right. Uh, Mr. D's delicious pizza. Serving pizza off of Vieira. Their stomach. Off of, right off your stomach. You right lay on the table. Right 95 and Vieira Boulevard. pizza right on you. Hop on over there for lunch. It is the home of the Island Boy. It is also the home of Mr. D's food truck. So if you have a birthday party, a corporate event, maybe a wedding anniversary, that would be a great time to have Mr. D's food truck over there squirt and drizzle at all the guests and your wife. I'm ready to have a job up there soon. I, I We haven't been there in probably a couple months, and I'm, I'm looking forward to going Jones back. And, yeah, yeah, I need some of that. need some of that drizzle in my mouth. 
So when you go up there and you uh, and you talk to Mike, let him know that you heard about him on the championship formula. Ask for that 10% discount. Give him a big high five and uh, just high tell five. him that we say hi. Alrighty, guys. Be back in just a second. All right, and we are back. Yes, oh, we are. God, if we are back, and it is so good to be back and talking about Travis. A different position? Travis Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's oh, do it, God. baby. Tight ends. All right, tight so ends. we're going to talk on. about tight ends for the next 20 minutes. I've been waiting for this for like a month <laughs> while we've been talking about receivers. So I'm just going to say it right now. You have Travis Kelsey or you have no one. It's nerf or nothing. It is. Nerf or nothing. I like that saying. Yeah. You stole that from an advertisement, but I, I love did. it. And that really is what it is. Travis Kelsey has been the league leader. I want to say he's been top two for six six straight years or seven straight years. He's been top two in the league at tight end. Right. And I believe five of those were number one. He's been equivalent to a wide receiver one. There's not for much sure. else to say. At this point, you believe his ADP has crept up all the way to five, maybe six in most leagues overall. Yep. He's clearly the the biggest positional advantage there is, especially at tight end. I mean, what else can you say about the guy? Um, Nothing. Do you think he's going to regress? Not much. Uh, is not there any unless reason, he gets injured or something uh, silly happens. Is there any reason to believe there's anyone on the Chiefs that's going to take anything away from him? Probably not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's the consensus number one. Overall, Fancy Pros has him as ADP 6. Sounds about right. I've seen him go as high as 3. I've seen him go as low as 7. Okay. Um, he's not making it past number 5 in our draft. Absolutely not. He wouldn't. He no. wouldn't make it past 4 or 5. Uh, and that's it. You know, I mean, I, I don't see how. Okay. So number two, I'm assuming that Vinny is it Mark Andrews. Yeah, uh, Mark Josh. Andrews. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be the low guy on Mark Andrews, and I have Mark Andrews as my number four tight end. Um, who do you got above him? Who do I have above him? Mm-hmm. I actually have T.J. Hawkinson and a young Mr. Kyle Pitts over Mark Andrews, and I'm going to say it for this reason: his best year came with a different quarterback than who's going to be under center this year. Plain and simple. His best games, his best work was done with Mr. Huntley. Last year, of course, everyone, he came out man on fire. First six weeks, 33% target share, and he averaged 76 yards. After that, he sucked ass. From week seven through the rest of the year, even with a 23% target share, he averaged 37 points per game, and he was tight end 25 that was when Lamar went out, right? Yeah, not for, he went out in week seven. I think he went out. Lamar went out. I think week five or something, right? Vinny, what do you think? How long was uh, Lamar out last year? Was he really Lamar, out that long? Lamar milked it for a little bit. I mean, he he certainly milked it because he sure shit did. He knew he wasn't well at the time. He wasn't getting the contract. The talks were going nowhere, and he probably said, "Man, I'm not gonna play injured," you know. Well, then he didn't. And then he, he, it looked like he was a giant whiny baby. He didn't even go to their last playoff game. It was absolutely ridiculous. He actually played 12 games last year, boys and girls. Really? So that that's a problem. Yeah. So for me, I just I don't see the upside for him. I, I just don't. I'm sorry. Um, he's a very good tight end. I just don't think Lamar Jackson is a very good passer. And it, for me, I just don't see the upside. I think the only thing you're looking at is the best work he's done. I think we've only seen his ceiling. And uh, it's just not for me. He was never a monster 
before the Huntley breakout, and I just don't see. I just see him settling did, back in as a top five. Do, do I not remember this correctly? Did Mark Andrews have an overall tight end one season? He did. Yeah, Couple and he seasons. did it with Lamar Jackson. Let's see. I mean, he was literally the tight end one with Lamar was Jackson. Was that in 2021? I, it was his MVP season, so it was 2019 or 2020, one of the two. Yeah, he was overall number one. Yep, that year, yeah. 2021. Right. So he's not far. That 2021. Far re- he's not that, that was far the, removed. That was the Huntley season. The year before. 58 catches, 700 yards. The year sure. before, 64 for 850. The year before, 34 for 552. Solid numbers. Very solid. Last year, 73 for 847. Nothing wrong with that. But I'm not reaching for him in the third round to take him as the tight end, too, when the other guys are going to get about about the same numbers. It's just not for me. They've also brought in more competition. I realize they're, gonna, they're talking about skewing pass-heavy. They've brought in Odell Beckham. They drafted Zay Flowers. He's just not for me. I'm going to be the guy that is not taking Mark Andrews as the number two or even as the number three tight end. I just don't see the upside. But I understand why everyone's doing it. 2021 was an incredible year. It's just not for me. He's just the only guy that beat Kelsey the one time. He's the only guy that has a track record of doing it. I I do think the Ravens are going to throw a lot more. I still think it's Mark Andrews or Buss. I don't trust OBJ to stay completely healthy. I don't trust Zay Flowers, a rookie. And I've never been inspired by receivers in Baltimore to begin with. So... I think when it's all said and done, games are on the line. You got to pass. It's going to Mark Andrews. And it's going to go to Mark Andrews often. I like him as my number two. I like to get him at the end of the uh, third round, maybe. You know, but that's probably not going to happen. You got to get him early third, but late third would be nice. Early third, probably a little rich for my blood too. But I still think for me, he's my consensus number two. I the guys below him, I I have arguments as to why they shouldn't be above Mark Andrews. Okay. I mean, let's talk about the next guy up, TJ Hawkinson. I have him as my number two. I'm assuming you guys have him as your number three. He was solid in Detroit. He goes to Minnesota. Brand new team. He averaged a 22% target share and over 50 yards in those games with his like with hardly even knowing these guys. This is mid-season the trade came in. Right. For me, I will take Kirk Cousins, who is the superior passer to Lamar Jackson. I will take that offense... That is, I mean, Kevin O'Connell has them firing on all cylinders. Say what you want about primetime cousins what and week how they did do he get in the traded? playoffs. Do, do we remember, do we week nine. Remember? His first week was with the Vikings in week nine. Yeah, man. Look look at his look at his uh, target share and all that after he went to the Vikings, and he definitely bumped up. Um, I'll take Hawkinson over um, Mark Andrews as well, actually. Okay. I like TJ Hawkinson as my number three. I just think he's going to have more competition for targets now. I do think KJ Osborne at this point is a better receiver than what Adam Thielen was last year. I think that um, the rookie coming in is going to have an effect on TJ Hawkinson's target share. So I like him right at three. And I would actually say at his draft position, it is a better value where overall he's going around 41. So... You get him at 41 versus Mark Andrews at 27. Yeah, I can see that. You yeah. know, but I, I'm going to keep them ranked just like this. This okay. is, after this is where I got serious issues with the next guy. Serious issues. Okay, this I guess is more just you know how you have those hunches. You look in the crystal ball and you're like, right. I just I have a feeling. I have a feeling about this guy. For me, that's going to be Kyle Pitts. I feel right. that they're going to the next but guy the, up. No, no, but I'm saying the next guy on this list, according to ADP, for me, 
on Fantasy Pros is George Kittle. So you're saying who's Oh, George Kittle. That's who that's who who's going overall 49 is George Kittle. Okay, we're just going to make the statement the championship formula hates that consensus so is idiotic. So what consensus are you looking at? I'm looking at a Draft Sharks and rankings. And they have Kyle Pitts next? They have Kyle Pitts next. That makes more sense, but I actually don't agree with that either, and I'm a Kyle Pitts owner. I can argue against it. I want to know why Darren Wallard isn't the next guy up under after TJ Hawkinson. Well, I think a lot of... Probably uh, his injury history? Well, no, I, I mean, I, I guess the main reason is New York is moving him all over the... Uh, is mo- they're not going to be playing him as a true tight end. They're moving him into the slot. They're playing him as a receiver. They're making him the focal point of that offense right. in the, through the air. Darren Waller should be moving up. I agree. Uh, yeah. I have him right after TJ Hawkinson. Oh, That's okay. my point. Darren Waller should be in front of Kittle. He should be in front of Pitts. Pitts should be in front of Kittle. That's how I see it. Um, and, yeah, for me, the, the top four is Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Waller. Put him in whatever order you want. Then it goes Pitts for me. There's your five. That's me. That's okay. that's what I'm thinking. They really have George Kittle? They have George Kittle at four. I mean, it's not fantasy pros. It's not their fault. On ESPN, he's a fourth tight end. On Sleeper, he's a fourth tight end. Uh, on all these sites, he's a fourth tight end. But overall, according to all these sites, George Kittle is usually the fourth tight end off the board on average. Okay. After George Kittle. After, after, after TJ Hawkinson. I think he had Mark two Andrews. good games with Brock Purdy, and that probably is... Like why his arrow's going up? But it's that name, man. They love that name. Brock Purdy? No, George, George Kittle. Kittle. It's a name that inspires. Uh, you know, it's 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 the legend of old. You know, Kittle has given us some some really good tight end play. He's but solid, but I, yeah. I, I just don't feel like we're going back to that. There's too many weapons in San Francisco. This is not, you know, the tight end offense anymore, where all the passing goes through George Kittle. It just isn't. You yeah. got McCaffrey that you're going to swing it out to. Ayuk is a really good slot receiver. Debo Samuel is great out there in space. There's so many mouths to feed. I cannot say. I don't see it at all. Right. At all. I, and like, I, it, I can't If you even listen, believe a little bit of what Debo said of like last year, he was so pissed with the contract situation and how they were using him. He really wasn't prepared for the 2022 season. This right. year he's been working his ass off. Right. Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey have a full off season together. It does not seem like there's going to be enough to go around. I'll give you this. Brock Purdy could be a very good distributor. He could be a modern day David Garrard, maybe. Well, let's stick, let, let's stick. <laughs> let, we kind of jumped all over the place. We talked about Kelsey Andrews and Hawkinson. Let's go off your list, okay? Yeah. Um, Draft Sharks. You have Kyle Pitts. I have Kyle Pitts. Okay, so make your case for Kyle Pitts at four. Oh, that's that. That's a tough one to actually make your case. He just has a feeling. It's more right. of a feeling because Kyle Pitts is probably athletically the most gifted tight end in football. Right. I just I'm assuming that Ritter is going to be able to complete I don't know seven percent more passes than Mariota, who there was one is. of the worst deep ball passers there it is. in the history of mankind last year. He was atrocious. His and I know you're going to look at I think his catch rate was like just over fifty percent, and probably the catchable balls that were thrown his way were probably like five percent more than that. So that's mm-hmm. what we got to look at. You, as long as you believe. That Ritter is going to be better than Marcus Mariota. You absolutely have to believe that Kyle Pitts is going to have a better year. He, yeah, he was a number one in deep targets, though. Yeah, right. I, you know, the same argument you're making for Kyle Pitts, I'll agree with you. I like him more at five, tight end five, than tight end four. But even at tight end four, I do think Ritter, when he came in, 
did really well with Drake London. Drake London had an opportunity to play with him, and Drake London had some really good production down the stretch with, with Desmond Ritter. When Kyle Pitts comes in and gives him that other dimension, there's going to be games where Drake London's going to go and, and have the, the, the wide receiver one role, and I think there's going to be games when Kyle Pitts has a wide receiver one role. So I, I think there's definitely room there for Kyle Pitts to definitely finish as a top five tight end and maybe even go up from there depending on the play of Ritter. So I like him at number five, but you know I can understand number four. I I, I take him as a fourth tight end off the board. I'd do be you comfortable know, with that. Do you know what tight end had the number three target share last year? No. Kyle Pitts. Oh, did he? had the number three target share. The problem was all right. So Vinny, let me ask you, how many passing yards did uh, Justin Fields throw for last year? Not a lot. Not 20, a lot. Twenty one hundred to two thousand. Okay. Do you know that Chicago beat Atlanta in uh, overall passing yards? Oh my I wouldn't gosh. have guessed that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, that they had the they had the second highest rate for the ceiling for the season, trailing only. Oh, so it was trailing only Chicago. Wow. Marcus Mariota was horrible. There's really no other way to put it or put it nicely. That's great that he got a, that he got a backup job in Philadelphia, but this job is Desmond Desmond Ritter's to lose. I just feel that He's Pitts is too step. talented. Okay. With that type of target share, they were still targeting him. Mariota just couldn't get him the ball. So, having said that, I have Pitts as my number three. I would rather root for Pitts as well. Because he went to Florida? Breaking maybe news for bit. me, maybe not breaking news for you guys. Jonathan Taylor is reportedly drawing trade interest from several teams as of today, this afternoon. Wow. You didn't hear that he was... Did you hear that he was... I, I heard the other things about oh, him being okay. disgruntled. But this is the first report I've heard where he's actually drawing trade interest. Ursay said he won't trade him. Ursay said he won't pay him. He'll put him on the NFI list with back problems. But I'm just saying, this is the first report wow. I've heard. There's teams calling. Is it the Chiefs? That would shoot him up the draft board. Wouldn't oh it? my god! That would shoot him up ridiculous. the draft board. Raider would cream himself. Oh my god! I'm I'm just curious. Where would you take Jonathan Taylor if he got traded to the Chiefs? Yeah, somewhere in the first round, close to the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, somewhere in the first round, close to Wilden, the end of it. Maybe that's why Wilden was calling. He saw that yeah. news. <laughs> Wilden, Wilden has sent me some really disturbing texts. Um, so Dallas Goder is was probably next on our list. Is that right? Um. Dallas Godert is next. He was actually fourth in points per game last year. Dallas Godert. Godert. How do you say it? What's the correct pronunciation? Godert. Godert? He's French. He is French. I'm just going to go ahead and come out and say this, and uh, you guys may not like it, but once we get past Dallas Godert, (laughs) if I'm looking for a tight end, I'm taking Dalton Kincaid. So (laughs) fuck you guys. He's jumping all the way up I, there. He is. I, okay. I don't even care. At that point, I, I do not you, care. Let me go ahead and roll the dice big time, fuckers. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could say this. We could just, po- <laughs> just put this out fuckers. there completely. Once you get past Goddard at number seven, and I mean, honestly, even for me, Kittle shouldn't even be in the top seven. Once you get past these guys, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, they're so why all not the same. Them? We're right. not going to talk Fryer much Muth, about them after Ed this, Ingram, you know, like after that Njoku, number. Shelts, yeah. Komet, Higby, Akonkwo. The only they're person that's all closer, the same. Dulcich. 
I do like uh, yeah, Dulcich. I like Dulcich. Yeah. But Ingram, I, I don't want to write off Evan Ingram completely. Did they give him an extension? They did give him so an extension. He's tied to Trevor Lawrence for two years, right? Yes. The only, there was only one thing that happened to Jacksonville in the offseason. They went from having a nice wide receiver two to right. a true wide receiver one in Calvin Ridley. So if anyone, there's, there's not a chance in hell that he can outperform last season when they've done nothing but add Tank's biz. Bigsby of receiving back and Calvin Ridley. Right. His targets are going to go down. It's almost scientifically impossible for them to go up. So Ingram, to me, falls into the no man's land, what we like to call the twilight zone of tight ends from number eight to number 142. And they're all the same. You can draft Jawan Johnson or Taysom Hill. Jawana Man. Jawana Man. You could you could literally put their names into a hat Juana and just hand man. it to me. And I'm like, well, I'm probably going to drop player whoever I just drafted by week four and pick up Taysom Hill because he threw for a touchdown in week five. So is the, are you putting Dalton okay. Kincaid up in that I am conversation putting Dalton right Kincaid there? As say, of right those now, guys. Yep. I'm rolling I the do, dice. I do like Dulcich. Dulcich probably cracks the top nine only because – I like him. We is, are, is it his mustache? We are, <laughs> we are in for such a doubt. We're, we're going to fucking eat crow on this. I just feel it. I love Dalton Kincaid, too, as much as anybody. I was clamoring in rookie drafts. He should be a top five pick. We are going to eat shit on this. I just feel it, man. But honestly, I love him. do you I love have anything too. to lose at that point? I, after I guess picks, not. After Listen, number seven? The, the phrase on tight end is simple. Late or, or great. great. If you're not going to go great, go late. Go Dalton Kincaid. Um is that your sleeper, though? If you had to choose one guy past the top after five, pick six, seven. after pick seven, give me Dalton, Dalton Kincaid. After pick seven, who are you looking for? Give me a sleeper. Greg Dulcich. Okay. Well, if you say Dulcich, you say Kincaid. But we I have all, Kincaid we, in the top seven. So. Right. <laughs> you're nuts. Yeah, I love it. you, but you're nuts. <laughs> and That's redraft funny. you do? Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. If you believe he's top seven, you will 100% get him late. No matter what. Yeah, yeah. So if he performs as top seven and you get him that late, it's a genius move. That's that's how you win leagues. Um, I love you, man, but I don't agree with you. That's crazy. Okay. But if it happens, that would be really cool for you. Did you, you drop know? Godard out of the seventh and put Kincaid up there? Is that the one? No. I, or you I dropped actually, Kittle out. And Kittle. Put, Kittle does pretty, nothing for me. I can give two shits about much, Kittle this year. We're trying to identify a tight end deep that all of us think will finish top seven. So you think top seven, Dulcich. You think top seven, Kincaid. Kincaid. Yep. No, Kincaid for me, too. Okay, oh, you want both? Okay, yeah, so you want both, more? You want yeah, two. we're both hitting the same pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I love Dolphins, too. Well, I'm nervous to put him in the top seven, okay? But I got a guy I think will absolutely finish in the top seven. Trey McBride? You know who it is. Cole Komet. Cole Komet? Put Woo. me down right now. Wow. Cole Komet will finish top seven. If I don't get the tight end I like early in the draft... Cole Komet will be my guy. You only okay. got 2,500 passing yards to go around. Is it going to be <laughs> DJ Moore? Is it going to be Komet? Hey, don't curse him yet. I just, I got a feeling. Woo! I do. I do, man. Okay. Cole Komet, man. I'm telling you. Okay. I'm buying into Chicago. So, I'm going to have a stack. Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Cole Komet. And it's oh, going to be hard to stop me. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm going to finish at the bottom of my fucking division. I can promise you that. I'm going to finish gloriously at the very bottom. But if I'm right... I'm gonna be like one of those rare teams. That, who the why the fuck would that guy draft Coke Man and DJ Moore with? You're gonna look like a genius. Yeah, I'm a little genius. Uh, so I guess every what we're trying to tell everyone is pick a guy, just pick one and stick with it, because realistically, it, here's here's how I, I like to look at it. If you f- 
passed out drunk drinking Coors Light. You're fine, cold Pilsner. And you're on your ninth one. And you pass out. Right, buddy? And, uh, and, and all of a sudden, ESPN auto-drafts your tight end for you in like round 12. And you Jesus. wake up. And you're like, ah, David and Joku. All right, it could be okay. It'll work. Or you look at Chigakonkwo and you're like, ah, all right. Or it's <laughs> Gerald Everett. Or it's Sam Herb Laporta. Smith. Or it's Noah Fant. Or it's Sam Laporta. Or it's Dalton Schultz. We're just plugging him right Nobody. Yep. You're like, I, I guess I'll take. I'll start him week it's one. It's not Kelsey. It, it's not <laughs> I Kelsey. Mean, Bro, I get it, but at the yeah. same token, like if you don't get one of the top five, a Travis Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Pitts, you know, yeah. for me, I want. There's certain late guys I would like to have. Yes, Kincaid is definitely on that list. Sure, Dulcich for sure. Yeah, Cole Komet for sure. I want to throw one more out there. I know we got to go real late. Real. Hold <laughs> on, let's. I'll see if we're thinking of the same guy. Okay, okay. I won't. You say it, and I'll flip my screen around. Uh, okay. I don't think go so. Ahead. But for me, it's Hunter Henry. Oh. It's a guy that's super late. I he, had Tyler Conklin. That was my You like Tyler Conklin? Tyler okay, Conklin. But, but, but hear me out on Hunter Henry. This is not a Patriots thing. This is a Hunter Henry, Mac Jones, a good offensive coordinator scheming up what they have because they don't have a lot of wide receiver, right? Yeah. He has been heavily targeted in camp. Mac Jones is looking for him early and often. This is a guy that has a tight end one pedigree coming from the Chargers. He's yeah. done it before, okay? I could see them running a ton of twelve. I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not building around Hunter Henry. I'm just saying, late end of the draft, dark horse. You still don't have a fucking tight end. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, yeah, it's really my pr- late. It, my problem was this: they can run the twelve. Yeah. The problem is this: Mike Jacecki could not block his mom. Mike Jacecki's a wide receiver. He's he playing wide receiver, wide receiver too. So <laughs> for, for New England, he's a wide receiver too. That's my but point. But like literally, if his mom was trying to get to the quarterback, Jacecki would not get a hand on that <laughs> Shut one. Up. <laughs> so Hunter Henry is going to be he is going to be the sixth O-lineman and Jacecki's going to be running wild. He, if that if the, if one of the tight ends blows up, I do believe it's going to be Jacecki. But what I'm going to say is this, guys, if you're listening to us right now, don't, don't don't let this opportunity to have fun this fantasy season at tight end. Because if you don't get a top seven or eight guy, it doesn't dice. matter. Pick a guy that you like his face. Maybe you like the school he went to. Maybe you like a nickname they that he has. They all went to Iowa, man. Half yeah, of them went uh, to yeah. Iowa. But pick one and stick with it. Just because you like rooting for him. Maybe it's the guy that plays for your favorite team. Maybe it's just someone that you like. But You love this face? TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> <laughs> Man. He kind of... That... <laughs> I, 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 forget it. Forget nope, it. Yeah, I'm not you don't draft it. him for the face. No, you don't draft him for the He's face. He's got a face built for radio? Yep, exactly. But yeah, that's the thing. For me... I. I'm going to go with Greg Dulcich or Dalton Kincaid. If I somehow miss out on Kelsey, I don't give a fuck about two through seven. I don't care. I don't want any of them. Skipping Pitts? Yeah, I'm probably going to skip Pitts. I'm probably going to skip Andrews. And I'm probably going to... Probably going to skip Waller. Yeah, what do you have to lose? What Mm. do I have to lose? What is Dallas Goddard going to get me over Dulcich? Two points a game, maybe? On On the year? I mean, on yeah. the year, how many points? Uh, I fully believe that Andrews is only going to get me about two points a game higher than Dulcich. 
I am not wasting a third round fucking pick well, on Andrews when I can get Dulcich in round twelve. <laughs> yeah. If you're right about that, I'm a little upset. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just a little upset it. if you're right about that. It's just that. me. Yeah, maybe it's just me. No, you're right. I mean, you you are the Kelsey truther. I am. And I've you, been Kelsey guy for yeah. many many years. Yeah, you're you're a tight end enthusiast. You I, know, when it comes to Travis Kelsey, once Kelsey's finally done and he and he puts the game behind him, I don't know that we're going to have another run like that unless. Gronk Andy. comes back. I'm just uh, nope. <laughs> Unless Andy Reid schemes it up, because other teams they just don't build the team around the tight end like that. They right. have great tight ends. No one can tell me that Kyle Pitts is not as athletic as Travis Kelsey. Maybe the Chiefs will trade for him after Kelsey gets uh, that would be goes incredible. retirement. No, and then <laughs> I will have epic. to fight everyone in Dynasty for Kyle Pitts. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> I, I, one one more thing, Darren Waller though, guys. Darren Waller, a That's real a, sleeper. a real threat to finish as a tight end two right behind Kelsey. You're absolutely right. I love him this year. Not a lot of target competition. Offense centered around him. They <laughs> true story. They took did you hear about this? They took Darren Waller off the field and they told him, We can't fucking have you out there because Daniel Jones won't throw it to anybody else. True story. In the middle wow. of camp, coach, they get the fuck off the field. I'm, uh, we've six, seen enough. Six, two fifty five. We, we've seen enough target. of you. Big target. Get the fuck off. We need to throw it to the midgets out yeah. there. You know? And when he's on something, man, he's so much faster. It's incredible. Wasn't yeah. he a receiver at one point? I mean, him and Matt Crosby Maybe. used to shoot up before games. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true. I'm pretty sure that's not true. But you know, they Mr. Goodell, don't listen to that. Yeah, yeah. They've come from some dark paths, so yeah. to get where they are. So good for them. Okay. Well, guys, we hope we take you this take this uh, advice to heart. Have fun with your tight end position. Yeah. If you don't go, Travis Kelsey, it doesn't matter. Pick someone you can root for. It matters! Sorry. Pick someone you can root for. (laughs) Had to get that out. All right. Well, guys, we're going to come back next to you with lots of fun. We're going to be doing mock drafts here in the next few weeks. We're going to be talking about news and notes. News and notes. News and notes. Yes, and, I love uh, it. I know. And we're going to be just be talking everything fantasy. It's going to be so much fun over the next few weeks. You mean we don't have to talk about the same position for six weeks in a row anymore? <laughs> All right. So we're going to pretend Josh didn't say that because that's very hurtful. And... Um, but, guys, I hope you'll have an, an amazing weekend because I'm going to have an amazing weekend at Hard Rock. It's going to be great. And if you see me down there, yes. say hi. I'll give you a high five. I'll buy you a drink by the pool. Yes. I'll even and give you some free drizzle down by the hey, pool. You'll be at Hard Rock. I'll be at the Keys. I'll see you Wednesday. I'll be back in time for the podcast. Very nice. I love yes. it. All righty, guys. Well, you all have a great weekend, and we'll be talking to you again real soon. Peace. Yes.